We are back here for season two, episode two here on Philly versus the world. But guys, before we dive into this episode, I got a little story from the Jet game I was at. Okay, went to the Jets Bills game Ooh, that was, this Sunday. Okay, right? No, it was great. I, I got to go on the field with my dad. We got season tickets. Right, we're happy. You're sitting there, great first half. Right, go on my phone. I'm gonna live bet the Jets minus five and a half Ooh. to win eight bucks. My dad's like, yeah, go for it. We're at the game, right? Let's have a little fun. Okay, so we're having some fun, right? Yeah. Le'Veon Bell scores that touchdown. I turn around to everybody. I'm like, effing yeah, baby, all year <laughs> long. This is what's going to be. Get used to this. I'm looking for the Bills fans just ready to yell in their face. Like, like just get all rowdy. Then they freaking collapsed, man. They collapsed right in front of my eyes. I was, I literally wanted, I literally kicked the seat in front of me. I kicked it. I was so mad. I was, was so mad. Was there a person in the seat? No, he got up because he was pissed off too. <laughs> but I was like, I was pissed. All right, I I, I was so pissed off. How did they sitting... take the lead? Describing that play, what... <laughs> my, my well, memory is a little fucked. Uh, I believe it was a touchdown. Yeah, obviously. But what was the touchdown? Josh Allen rushing touchdown, so, yeah. right? Right. Was it a rushing touchdown? He ran one in prior. Thought, yeah, no, but what was it the all meshes to together. Take the lead? I don't even remember. I, I blocked it, it out. Touchdown, I right? blocked it out of my head. Oh, uh, okay. Blocked it out. But anyway. Uh, you know, I would give a lot to be at MetLife Stadium and just watch all time. the angry yeah. Jets. <laughs> right? But here's the thing. I'm sitting there, and I'm freaking out, and I'm I'm so mad. But everyone's mad. But everybody's coming to this consensus of, of course, what do we expect? Week one, the Jets, new coach, <laughs> new uniforms, new star on offense, new star on defense. And what do they do? They shut out the Bills in the first half, look great, and then just collapse in front of them and just play terrible and lose the game. And why do they lose the game? Because of a freaking kicker. He missed the extra point and he missed a freaking field goal, a cheap shot Dude, field goal. I told you. What did I t- Wait, Chris, what did I tell you in the preseason? This is going to cost you a game that happened in week one. Yeah. We were talking and about you, kickers. Uh, and you know what? We were talking about kickers. And you know what? Yeah. My dad's friend who came to the game with us, he said, what did I say before pregame? The Jets will lose because of a kicker. And everybody's mad, but at the same time, everyone's just like, well, God dang it, it's the freaking Jets. What do you expect? <laughs> this is what the Jets will do to you, right? But then the worst part about this is these Bills fans doing their, let's go, Buffalo chant, and like, Man, really? There's man. that many fans? Dude, there were possibly more Buffalo Bills fans there than Jet fans there. Jesus. They were going crazy That's to the point where Buffalo Bills fan, the Buffalo Bills players were like pumping up the crowd. Uh, right? Dude, see, that's problem right. number one. Uh, it's and be a I was long ready, season. and like, and like, <laughs> I was, I was pretty, season. I was pretty sober. Right? I didn't, I didn't drink. I was sober. I drank before the game. But man, oh man, <laughs> I, I was sober. <laughs> I drank <laughs> before the game. <laughs> so by the time this whole debacle happened, I was, I was stone cold sober. Which when I wasn't oh, stone I cold was. sober. And I, dude, I was like, man, oh man, do I want to start yelling at these Bills fans? Just like, just, oh, I just want to, I, I was getting so angry, but like, what am I going to do? Just yell at them because their team won and my team sucks? That's where you need the alcohol. That's right? when the alcohol that's gives you the like, push to do that. I was like, gosh, you know what? I wish I was drunk right now because you know what? I've been like, oh, whatever. I'm drunk. But then I made it up by putting another bet in and lost that. So, it was, you know. <laughs> Jeez, what a terrible <laughs> And then the Mets that. lost. I don't yeah. pay attention to the Mets anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go on the field, though. That was cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. And, and, so, and your uniforms look nice. I yeah. think a lot of people like your uniforms. Here's another, here's another thing that, you know. I heard a lot of people hate them. I like them. Really? I like them. Listen to this. So we're on the field, right? It's awesome. It's season ticket thing. They let you go on the field. I'm sitting there like a freaking two-year-old with his like little Jets football because I got a signed CJ Mosley football oh waiting for God. a Sharpie, right? Waiting for someone to sign it. That's so cool. They don't come up to me. They come to the people who are sitting front row. I'm like, yo, I'm on the field. I got this special access but to be on the field. But he probably saw it with that beard 
and he's like, that guy's probably 40. He can probably wait for an I autograph. know. Why do I want to make that yeah. grown man happy yeah. when I can make a child happy? That's what I'm saying. Joe okay. Namath is rare. I saw him. Oh, did you? He was hitting on some younger women. I bet he was. Yeah, he was. <laughs> with, a, with, with a fox coat? Yeah. No, he was wearing like a brown <laughs> a suit. a cigar in his mouth. Yeah. No, 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 no Broadway cigar. Joe? Broadway <laughs> Joe. He was there. He was looking good. That's, that's awesome. He was oh looking good. Gosh. All right. He's a good guy. Enough about my crappy life. All right. Let's, uh, <laughs> yeah. let's dive right into the first topic because we have a lot to talk about. First things first. This Antonio Brown saga, it is like a soap opera that my mom watches, right? So my question to you guys is, after all these allegations about the sexual assault against Antonio Brown, will he ever play a game in a Patriots uniform? I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the scaredy cat answer out and say, Ooh. I don't know. I, do gotta, I, I will say this. I don't think he plays this Sunday. I think that Bill Belichick said that he's not sure if he's going to play. And one thing about Bill Belichick is he doesn't care that if Antonio Brown... He's one of the greatest receivers of all time. If Antonio Brown is not ready to play, if he doesn't understand the playbook, if he's not on top of his game in practice, you know Bill Belichick has no problem sitting him. They put up 33, they put up 30 points, 33 points against the Steelers without him. They're playing the Dolphins this week. He's not worried about it. So I don't know if Antonio Brown's gonna play another game with the Patriots. I don't know. But I don't I mean, think he, has, he hasn't even played a single right, game. Right. Yeah. But I don't think he plays this week against Miami. I don't think it's because of the allegations. Necessarily fully, but I do think it might be a little bit of that boiling, and the fact that he might not be ready to adjust the playbook yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you guys like read the emails? Yeah, yet? yeah, right. The emails, yeah. So you I mean, them. I need them translated in English. So you want an English translation? <laughs> Would you like an, an English translation yeah. right yeah. now? Sure. All right. So I found this English translation in the co- in the comments of the actual of oh, the perfect. of the email. Perfect. So, Wait, are you serious? So, yes. Yeah. So this is an actual <laughs> English translation of the Antonio Brown email. Every detail. Do not. Yeah. Back no. Up. No. Okay, it's. I, I checked it. Trust me. Sam's not listening. Okay, We're allowed so. to curse now, though. Apparently. So. Oh really? Yeah. 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 So right, okay. So I curse too much, so I don't have to bleep it out when I'm editing. So this is just the first email. I ejaculated my semen on your back. I slept in the same bed as you. You don't know anything, woman. I have been an all-pro wide receiver in the NFL before I even knew you. You contacted me first, out of desperation. I never contacted you. You stayed at my residence because you didn't have a hotel, and you fell asleep on my couch. Please leave from here. The mother of my child fooled you. Accuse me? You are a failure, despite telling everyone you own a gymnasium. What are you going to accuse me of? Don't contact my phone. You are a liar that tried to profit off my good fortune. You are fake. You and your mother thought your prostitutes had an easy way to profit fiscally. You are wrong. Don't contact myself or my friends. Oh, so, wow. Antonio Brown would say that. It sounds like a, <laughs> that sounds like so, a Shakespeare and, edition. And the, only, and the only way that you can realize how funny that is is if you've read the first email yes, prior absolutely. and then read this one. But here's my thought process after the emails were released. This seems like... Too good of timing to me, and yeah, I, yeah, I, it's and, and I'm not going to advocate at all. Yeah. Like, and I'm not going to say Antonio Brown is innocent because someone's just trying to go for his neck. But what it kind of looks like is she had these emails for a long period of, of time, didn't leak them. Antonio Brown is now in the news for a bunch of stuff, and here it goes. So it kind of seems like she doesn't have a legitimate case. So yes, I do think Antonio Brown is going to play. Plenty of games as a Patriot. I don't know how many. I don't know if another thing is going to come his way and blindside him. At this point, I, I lean on the, the side of feeling bad for the guy at times. I mean, he's he's brought a lot on himself, but there's been a, bra- a lot on him as well. Yeah, yeah. But I think he'll play definitely in the Patriots game. I agree with you, Chris. I don't think it'll be this week. The line is minus 19 for the Patriots. Like, why would you throw him into this mix with so much controversy? I could even see them so much as letting everything die down and then giving it another week break so that you really insert him, you know, in an environment that hopefully he can succeed without any 
frustration. Maybe this lady's a Jets fan. Maybe she's just trying to help her team out. No, dude, this is the worst part. She has a wedding this week. Like, she's trying to meet with the NFL. The NFL will meet with her as soon as possible. But she has a wedding. Her Her, own wedding. And how long go to these? Like, is there a timetable for Uh, when this? 2017 and 2018. Yeah, okay, right. And that's a, how's this not a money grab? Obviously. Right? Like, she has to pay for a wedding. You know how, dude, I went to a bunch of weddings these, like, these last couple summers. Dude, a wedding's cost a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And, like, she's saying, okay, Antonio Brown, you can pay for it. All right? (laughs) So, in my opinion, I think he will play this week. Really? Yeah, I think he does play. And can you believe this? I just want to throw this out there. He was practicing today in a jersey wearing number one. Not 84. He was wearing a number one. Think he wears that? You think he wears that would be so nice. He's not allowed to. Wide receivers are not allowed to wear single-digit numbers. Only quarterbacks, punters, and kickers. Yeah. I know. Little, yeah. little, little weird. That is a little weird. But like, yeah, no. I mean, I, I, like, like to Drew's point, you don't want to say that this lady's lying and everything. But it's just, I'm uh, saying that. I don't but care. it's like, you know, it's you know, innocent until proven guilty and all that. But it's, you're right that the timing of it is just so weird. It's like, okay, finally the saga's over. He goes to where he wants to go it's from not the whole over. time. Next week, something else. Is no, no, I'm up. saying, but like, you know, he left Oakland. He wanted to go to New England. That's where he wanted yeah. to go from last year. New England wanted him. The Steelers were smart enough not to trade him. To New England. Yep. And now he's finally where he wants. You know this is going to probably die down a little bit, or you thought it would be. And then, you know, this, this lady comes out and just comes out with all these allegations. It's just like, it's crazy, you know? When And when's enough enough, you know what I mean? Yes. It's, just, it's just crazy. All right, guys. Let's move over to another controversy in the NFL, another big-time train wreck, and that is the Cleveland Browns. In the Browns' home opener against the Tennessee Titans, which was considered to be a softball game for this newly improved franchise, playoff-bound, They lost by 30 points, 18 penalties, 182 yards on the day, and Baker Mayfield throwing three interceptions, playing behind a a patched-up offensive line that suffered from an injury and a suspension. So, guys, I just want to ask, this 30-point loss to the Titans, was it a fluke, or is this the true identity of the Cleveland Clowns? Ooh. Ooh. I I guess we know where you're going with this. Well, no, no, no. I, you know, Cleveland Clowns, old name for the the team very much known for their failure, Oh, you're from Ohio, of course. You know these things. Right. I I forgot. So this this season is the redemption story, right? And I I think that this game is a fluke right here. I think that it's just an off-the-bat starter because I do not think that Anyone really in the league besides maybe the Dolphins is on par to lose by 30 to the Titans every week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't consider a 30-point loss to the Titans. That's the Browns' benchmark for the rest of the season, right? I thought Odell, despite losing, he still had a, a good amount of receptions in a classic Odell fashion where one week he has no touchdowns and, and catches a bunch of balls, and the next week he has a bunch of touchdowns. So... Hopefully this following week he'll be able to get more on his feet, get some of those touchdowns. Hopefully Baker can get some more time, some more protection. I really do think this is a fluke, though. I think that they'll move on from this and it'll be a competitive competitive division. Upcoming. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you, Drew. I mean, it was a sloppy game to the Tennessee Titans, but the Tennessee Titans are a weird team. They're a sneaky team because they always play to their competitor strengths. I think about last year when they were in a great team and they beat New England. Remember that game last year where they Spanked New England, and then what they went on the next week and got destroyed by the Colts. This is the type of the team the Titans are. They'll rise to the occasion, and then just when you think that they'll con, okay, maybe this is the Titans team, they crumble. So you know what? I, I'm a little surprised the Browns lost by 30, but I, I agree with you. I, I think it's a fluke. I think this Browns team is is too good. I think Baker Mayfield, Freddie Kitchens, OBJ, they're going to sit down and they're going to realize what went wrong this game, what went well, and adjust. Because guess what? They have a game this Monday night against. 
The Jets, my Jets. Ooh. So oh, that's, that's a rough one. This one a, team's going zero and two. Right. So this is a this, this is going to be a tough game to see. These are two teams that were supposed to be pretty well playoff contenders, you know, wild card contenders. But now after a sloppy Week One victory, these two are you don't want to necessarily say fighting for their season, but zero and two, and you have to play you know tough teams. That's kind of a big hole to come out of. So I do think it's a fluke, but I do think the Browns will start the season zero and two. Okay. Wow. Yeah. What do you think? So Tom? I think the Browns, this is not their true identity, but a foreshadowing, I I would like to say, of their season. I think it's just going to be a constant disappointment. I don't see them making the playoffs. I have them going 7-9. and nine. I, I, I'm not buying the hype. Uh, I like Baker. It's just that— You don't like Baker. No, no, no. no. Listen, I like Baker, but— You trashed think, him like last week. Yeah, I did. But it's always because he's just trying to win the moment, like I mentioned last week. He's a, he's, he's a clown himself. Like, I don't understand why he has to be the guy that just, I'm different, and this is how I am different. Okay, we all know you're different. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to just keep reminding us all the time. Just be a quarterback. Stop being a little bitch and just play football. But I think the hype is just too much for Cleveland. They didn't do anything all year long last year the year before and at the time we were before we were born they mm-hmm. haven't done anything well, i disagree but they did something last year they definitely took themselves out of the gutter yeah yeah but uh, that's listen, a step they were one in five against winning teams last year but let's with put it, baker at quarterback let's put it this start Cle- cleveland is one a more win than they've had the years prior against winning that's teams cool, but the, i don't see the browns being they to me they are pretenders they they're listen they're a a tough team to analyze because you we're projecting because they have so much youth invested on the defensive side of the ball and the offensive side of the ball. You know, it's not all just Odell Beckham Jr. It's the fact that you get another season of Denzel Ward, you get another season of Miles Garrett. You made trades for um who was the player from Olivier Vernon? Yeah, Olivier v- Richardson. They oh, signed yeah. the agency. And so you hope this team meshes together, but it is an experiment. I don't know. I, I'm just I'm just really questionable on Freddie Kitchens. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand why they hired him. Maybe it's because they're taking a page out of the Cowboys playbook and hiring a puppet so that the GM has control over the team. I don't know. He was coach. looking. Our puppet was looking pretty good on Sunday. I'm just saying. But all um, he does. All right. That? <laughs> all right. So speaking of um, pretenders and contenders, we're gonna go to that segment of the show. All right. So first up is the Tennessee Titans. After our Cleveland Browns segment, I want to ask. Chris, I'll ask you first. Titans, contenders, or pretenders after their 30-point win against the Browns? I don't even want to answer this question, Drew, because I'm going to ask you one. Oh. Oh, I believe last week you said to me you were going to laugh in my face when Mr. Patty Mahomes (laughs) didn't put his money where his mouth is. But, boy, did he look like the returning MVP, 25 for 33, hobbling hobbling around on a sprained ankle, throwing for 378 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, but do you know who outpaced him? Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott. So he did not look like the MVP on Sunday. No. I think Carson Wentz and Dak did. Dak and Carson. Dak threw for over 400. Mahomes had more yards than Dak threw for 405, four touchdowns, and, and and perfect passer rating. Actually, Case Keenum threw for more yards than Patrick Mahomes. There you go. There you yeah. go. Wentz, New Wentz, Wentz, you did throw three touchdowns, and you Wentz said that's not th- going to happen. Wentz, so. Wentz went for 28 for 39 with 313. That's true. That's true. Whatever. Are the, the Titans contenders or pretenders? They're pretenders. Like, like I just said, they rise to the occasion, and they play good teams. And then just when you think they're going to play like a good team, they they crumble. They're not going anywhere. I have no faith in Marcus Mariota. I give it about three or four weeks till he's on the injury report for something. Okay. I think they're pretenders as well. Mm-hmm. But let's let's be let's be clear here. This seven and nine team 
will shock some teams. They're just that type of team. Chris is absolutely right. They're weird, and they'll beat a few teams that are yeah. better than them, but they're, yeah, they're I mean, They beat the Eagles last year in overtime. So After they blew that lead. Um, all right, so we're going to move on to our next contender or pretender, the Baltimore Ravens, 59-10. to Lamar Jackson, I believe, is the frontrunner for MVP at the moment, the frontrunner for fantasy MVP at <laughs> least at the moment. Yeah, you're right. So he was looking real nice. So, guys, obviously this was against uh, basically the Alabama uh, fo- college, college J- JV <laughs> the Alabama JV team. Yeah. But Ravens, contenders or pretenders? Because I said they're a funky team. That division's going to be really good this year. I think that they're, I think they're contenders. And I think that it all comes down to how that division is going to play out whether or not they get a chance to show it. I said that they weren't going to make the playoffs last week. I I'm 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 not buying what I said. I think they're contenders now. I, I saw Lamar Jackson just by that week one game, I saw him improve on things that he wasn't doing last yeah. year. And that's completing the football. He was hitting open receivers, especially hitting his big uh fly route weapon in Marquise Hollywood Brown, yeah. who a lot of people were sleeping on him. He had a lot of injury, but we said it when we were doing our draft show. This mm-hmm. guy has potential to be a top wide receiver in this league because of his speed. They're getting on the same page. Mark Andrews is kind of erupting. They have kind of an easy schedule now playing. This week, I believe they play... I don't know. I'm drawing a blank on who they play. But, I don't know. But I'm I, I'm buying into the Ravens right now because there's a few other teams in their division who I'm kind of not buying, who I was buying a week ago. Uh, I'm going to stick with my original pick. They are pretenders. I like Lamar Jackson. I like John Harbaugh. I just don't like Lamar Jackson and Harbaugh together. Mm. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know. It's kind of funny you say that because I feel like this season, uh, especially from what I've read and from what what I've heard, Lamar Jackson last year jumps into Joe Flacco's offense, and that's why he's a lot more limited last season. But this year, the yeah. offense is yeah. tailor-made for Lamar Jackson. So if anything, I think it's going to be better. Yeah. I don't know. See, but the thing is, I like the Steelers in that division. Mm. All right, well then let's move on to the Steelers then. Steelers. Steelers lost 33-3 to against the New England Patriots, mm. including a final stand uh, last play of the game in the red zone where Bill Belichick called a timeout to make sure uh, they couldn't get a shot at the end zone. Uh, so guys, I'll ask you, Steelers, pretenders or contenders? I think they're still contenders. They just came out really slow and sloppy. I feel like we see this a lot with teams, and some people tend to overreact and count them out, but sometimes it's just not your night. Sometimes you're just outcoached and out mm. outplayed. Before we did our show last week, I didn't think the Steelers were going to make the playoffs. Then I said they would. Now they played exactly how I originally thought they were going to play. Oh, no. You're right. You're right. Uh, Maryland the Wizard. Garbage. They played like Uh, garbage. They are pretenders. This team is looked like on offense, they were struggling mightily without Antonio Brown on there. Juju Smith-Schuster, where was he? He was invisible last week against New England. He wasn't invisible. He just didn't show out. He was was invisible. And you know what? That defense, that defense just still scares me. They mm. trade up for Devin Bush, which was a great move, but they're secondary. And then they lost Joe Hayden to an injury. I don't know how long he's going to be out for, but if they lose Joe Hayden for a significant amount of time, he's basically their secondary. So that's a, that's a big loss right there. Mm-hmm. All right, no, I sure. think I think the Steelers are contenders still. I, I just No one's going to win in New England this year. All right, let's move on to our final contender or pretender, and we're going to focus on one matchup in particular. We're going to go Bills versus Jets. Game separated by a point. Jets blew the lead, as we heard earlier in Chris's story. He was there to witness it all. Uh, so, guys, I want to ask, was this game more the Bills being contenders or the Jets being pretenders? The Jets will figure it, figure it out. Yeah, I think it's they, the, they, Jets, the Jets will make the playoffs. The Bills will The not. Jets will figure it out. I think yeah. it was rusty. I think Adam Gates made some 
mistakes coaching. I think he got too comfortable with his play calling. I think that with all the media criticizing him for that, I think he's going to wake himself up. And he needs to understand that this is your game. You have Cleveland this week, then you have New England, and then you have to go play Philly. So guess what? you got to get your act together because otherwise you could have started the season 0-4, and, and guess what? Not only would they not be going to the playoffs, but his his ass could be canned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His ass could be canned. All right, all right. So let me just throw something out here real quick for you guys. The Buffalo Bills. Uh-huh. Do they remind you at all of a young Chicago Bears team? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely no. not. No, not even like they have a better quarterback. A stout defense, a mobile quarterback. Nope. A kind of a play. Bears are way better. I can see why you Well, said they're it. better. I'm not saying like this year's Bears. I'm saying a younger Bears team that we would say like two years ago, we would never pick the Bears to win their division I think Mitchell, or to do much. I think Mitchell Trubisky is a better quarterback than Josh Allen. I think he's a better I think he's a better playmaker. You I think like Josh Allen. I think Trubisky can do I think Trubisky could do more with the ball than Josh Allen can. Really? I get what you're That's saying. That's a hot I get Do you understand that. the parallels No, no, here. I get what you're saying. A mobile quarterback, not a lot of flashy weapons. So you kind of have to be playful with They're your gonna, offense, but your defense is bro, stout. You got, you, got, you got a power back in Frank Gore, which is like Jordan Howard. You got that quick guy in, in Devin Singletary, the young, young back. And you kind of got a good offensive line led by Temple's own Deion Dawkins. You got, a good, you got some good pieces on defense. I could see what you're saying, but... They don't have Vic Vangio. That was the biggest thing for the Bears. Vic Vangio was a big veteran help on that defensive side Mm -hmm. for the Bears. And they also had Khalil Mack. They don't have anybody that's close to Khalil Mack's caliber on the Bills' defense. Yeah, I I understand the parallels, Drew. It's it's something to uh, bring up, definitely. But I I think Josh Allen is better than Mitchell Trubisky. I totally disagree with Chris there. I don't think Mitchell Trubisky is going to be a good quarterback. I, I just go back to this. Bears fans should be super upset with their organization. They traded up one spot. They traded... Two third-round picks and a fourth-round pick just to trade up one spot to get Mitchell Trubisky when Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson were in your lap and you just passed on. It's true. Mm-hmm. And and Mitchell Trubisky has not looked like a number two pick yeah. thus far. It, not saying so he can't limited. be. He, he so does limited. look limited. Yes. I, I agree. I agree. But we'll have to see, as with all topics. So, guys, the Eagles suffered a big loss on Sunday. Malik Jackson, he's out for the rest of the season. It seems like with a list Frank injury, which is in your foot. So how will the signing of Akeem Spence and the injury to Malik affect the Eagles moving forward? And in my opinion, it's not going to affect them that much. I think the Eagles have really good depth on the defensive tackle spot. Not the defensive end. I want to say defensive tackle spot. I think Timmy Jernigan, the former starter, he's going to come in and do a really good job. He had a sack on Sunday. So I think, and he's motivated. His big contract is, was taken away from him. I think Timmy Jernigan is just going to do quite fine filling in for Luke Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting you say that. You have depth at the D-tackle, but you couldn't get us. You, you got, what, what was it, one sack against Case Keenum and the Redskins on Sunday? And We're that, missing their best, best offensive line. Yeah, they're no, missing Williams, but, too. But, but I'm not looking for my D-tackles to get sacks. That's I'm true. I'm looking for my defensive ends. Mm. I didn't say but the you defensive don't. ends. You don't have depth there. That's what I'm saying. But that's rough because the Philadelphia Eagles, and with this injury, I understand Akeem Spence, he is a starter in this league all 16 games last season, so so it's not like you're— The Dolphins cut him, and they're tanking. That's true. So that's pretty bad. That's true. Well, that could be good. Their Dolphins are cutting him because he's too good. Maybe. And they're tanking. That could be very much it. Um but it, it doesn't bode well for the the Eagles because if you really think about their competition in in the— Division. In the division in— in the conference, for for that matter, New Orleans, their offensive line looked pretty stout, mm. protecting Drew Brees on Monday night. I know the Cowboys. I'm pretty confident in their offensive line. The Bears, Bears have a solid offensive line. Mm-hmm. 
it's just it's an issue where when you come against the top dogs and when it really counts, you you do need to get that pressure in because I don't know. I I if I'm an Eagles fan, I'm not that confident in the secondary. They didn't look too hot on Sunday, especially in the first half. Well, second half they looked. They, they looked better, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you should look great against Case Keenum and the limited weapons that the Redskins have, right? Yeah. So we'll see. But but I, I I would I would mark this as a worry for for an Eagles fan is just. Ah, like we might not be able to get enough pressure, and that might lead to a really, really deep play from one of these. Deshaun Hall, the best defensive end in preseason, according to Pro Football Focus, he was not activated on Sunday. Do you know why? I don't. That's the worst part. Nobody has even asked the question why he didn't play. What? So weird. I'm really disappointed in Philly media. (laughs) But anyway, I think he will. Maybe maybe ask your boy ESP. Maybe I will. But um, I think Deshaun Hall will probably get activated this week coming up because. Jim Schwartz cannot be happy with the pressure, or mm-hmm. the lack of pressure. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of agree with Drew saying with the sense of you win games in the trenches, and a lot of these competitors yeah. in the NFC, they have good offensive lines, including the Eagles. They have a pretty good yeah. offensive line. Dallas has a good offensive line. So it is going to be tough. For, like Malik Jackson was one of the biggest offseason signings they had. They wanted Malik. They signed Malik Jackson. You were excited about him because of the pressure and what he could do in the middle, stopping the run, terrorizing the quarterback. And I don't want to sell his position short, but it's not like you're losing a Carson Wentz. It's not like you're losing a Alshon Jeffrey or, or Zach Ertz. You're losing a guy where it's like next man up, someone could fill that spot. Yeah. And although maybe they won't fill it to the sense of the star power Malik Jackson has, they're going to have to get pressure. And someone on the line is going to step up, and I don't think it's going to really make or break the Eagles season. I Like I said, it's not like losing Carson Wentz. I don't think they're going to lose any more games. I don't think they're going to win any more games now because they're losing Malik Jackson. But I do expect your boy Howie... He he he's definitely on the phone somewhere calling. Yes. He's trying to get himself a D tackle. You know what? A name to watch: mm. Damian Harrison from the Lions. The or Lions. Damian Harrison. No, Damian they just signed Snacks. An yeah, Snacks. They just signed yeah. An extension. But but if the Lions, you know, they don't really play. They they tied the other day against the Cardinals. If they don't play well throughout the rest of the season, maybe they want to dump some be, cap. I think it'd be a hefty price to get him. We'll see. He's the number one D tackle against the run. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But I think that's a name possibly to. Maybe look forward. Yeah. Sure. Davian Clowney was a name, but but he doesn't play D tackle. No, yeah, he's a DN. Yeah, yeah. The linebacker, you, according to the more. Texans. Yeah, 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 he's a linebacker. So they could pay him less. Yeah, that was the whole uh-huh. debacle about really? that. Really? Yeah, that's right. They yeah, wanted to right. call him a linebacker because you linebackers' that's salary or less money. Yeah, but it's like weird because he is kind of like a linebacker. He's a pass rusher. He's a pass linebacker. rusher. That's it. He mm-hmm. he li- he lines up on the edge. He's gonna he's gonna blitz in, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean. It's a tough loss for the Eagles, though. You know it what is, I mean? It it, 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 it's it's really tough, but you're right. I mean, Timmy Jernigan, he has some experience. He's a veteran. It's not like you're plugging in some Joe Schmo from Toledo to play your defensive tackle position. <laughs> hey, lay yeah. off Toledo. Come yeah. on, now. Think about that. Come on. All right, yeah, some Joe, right. Joe Schmo from, uh, you know, Iowa. somewhere in New, New Jersey, all right? Yeah. Seton ah. Hall prep or something. <laughs> all right, let, let's move on to the next topic. Prior to Sunday's game at the link, 76ers forward Mike Scott. Not to get confused with Dunder Mifflin's Mike Scott, because no, no. our fans don't have the highest IQ sometimes, so they might yeah, get a little true. bit confused. Come on, no, lay off our fans, yeah, man. Yeah, no, this is the three-regional manager, <laughs> Mike Scott, okay? But Mike Scott, he's a Redskins fan. He's wearing a Sean Taylor jersey. There's a video, a bunch of videos, actually, of him in a scuffle with several Eagles fans. Witnesses confirmed that racial slurs were used by tailgaters during the conflict. Now, is this something... Or nothing, or everything for Scott and the Philadelphia. I have a question. So was it? I saw the videos, but I'm a little confused. Yeah. Was it Eagles fans slurring at him, or was it Washington fans? No, it was Eagles Eagles fans fans. slurring at him. Okay. Because he's a Washington. Right. Okay. He's a Redskins. Okay. 
But uh, so these guys, let's a little background here. Uh, these Eagles fans, are, they call themselves the F Lock Crew. So, and they're not gonna. They actually broke up after this whole scuffle with uh, Mike Scott. So they're not gonna be. Do, they're not gonna be going to Eagles games anymore. Actually, the one guy gave up his season tickets. So that's a pretty big thing. Was but, he the one saying the racial slurs? Yeah. So or okay. uh, no, he didn't. But he said his friends were. But okay. the guy who gave up his tickets, he was the guy on the microphone making fun of him at first. But uh, so is this something, nothing, or everything for Scott and the Philadelphia fan base? This is nothing. I think this is going to be blown over in a couple of weeks. But, you know, there's going to be those trolls that are going to say, oh, you fans are the worst. You guys treated Minnesota fans bad. You guys threw uh, snowballs at Santa. <laughs> you guys even fight your own players. It's just whatever. I don't really care what other fan bases say. I know who the true Eagles fans are. I, just Every fan base has a couple bad apples. Maybe just Philadelphia is magnified with their bad apples. That's all it is. Uh, yeah, I don't mean, it's just, uh, it's not a big deal, but it's like, you know, kind of like, you You know, you just think about it. You named all these things that Eagles fans do, and hey, Jeff fans wouldn't do that. You know, we just sit there and cry after after we lose a game. Oh, stop. We sit there and cry stop. and, and the, kick new, seats. Listen, you, and new, kick yeah, seats. you New Jersey people, right? <laughs> Don't even know which state you're from, New York or New Jersey. You guys are definitely doing bad stuff in the parking lot. It's just not magnified, like I said. We're like just Eagles not, fans. No, but you know what? At the, at the end of the day, this is just foolish. I mean, the Eagles, you know, Philadelphia people last week, they love Mike Scott. He's the funniest guy in the world. We want him back on our team. And what? Because he's wearing a Sean Taylor jersey, representing a player that was taken from the game too soon. Well, could have been one of the, probably is one of the best safeties of all time. He didn't even get to play but his full career. This is how messed up it is, not to interrupt you. No, no, but no. The guys. The F-Lock crew, they have a coffin at their tailgate. That's what they're known for, for this coffin. And Sean Taylor obviously was murdered. Right. So the guy on the microphone was making fun of Mike Scott for wearing a Sean Taylor jersey who died. And he was basically saying, oh, look at this coffin. Yeah. Sean no. Taylor. That's way that's, too far. That's too, way too yeah. far because, you know, you know what? I, I get it. Have fun with Mike Scott. You know, you yeah, he joke around with him. Like, oh, you're an Eagles, like, blah, blah, blah. But come on. Racial slurs. Like, this is a guy who's representing your city. Don't forget, he plays for your 76ers, right? They He's, didn't know that, apparently. Right, oh, they didn't know but that. they're from Delaware, so that totally, like, discounts the fact that they're not even real fans. They're All from right, Delaware. yeah, yeah, I mean, it just, this is just really, <laughs> this is just silly. If you're gonna, if you're gonna start a fight with a player, start a fight from a player from a different team, go start a fight with... Don't start a fight with anybody. Go start a fight with Kemba Walker or Ernest Cantor or something. Kemba Walker? Or, or Ernest Cantor. Don't start a fight with Mike Scott. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but, okay, so, so I have, so I have three thoughts on this. I, I said them on my last show, I'll say them now. Number one... You're at an Eagles tailgate. You don't know who, and we're not talking about Matisse Thibault or someone they picked up in the draft or off the waivers or Trey Burke or your 10th man. This is Mike Scott, the sixth man for your basketball team who played significant playoff and regular season minutes for you. Okay? That's number one. You don't know who that is. So that's, uh, I guess that's okay. It's still very weird that you would be into sports and not know who the sixth man of the Sixers are. Number two. It's the home opener against the Redskins. I know you're upset, but it's the Redskins, okay? You have your thing. You have your cute coffin. That's great. You got your microphone. But why do you got to push it to the point of a scuffle? You're playing the Redskins. If it's the Cowboys in week eight, maybe it's a little different. But this is a softball game. And number three, which is, I just don't understand how and, and if you've seen the video, you understand just how crazy big Mike Scott looks compared yeah. to these people. Absolutely. Why would you challenge a six-seven dude with tats all up and down his arms? It's because he's got 
these guys are filled with alcohol since five they're filled with they're filled with one probably a little bit of inner racist rage that's yeah, probably a little dash too. of yeah. that's in there yeah there's in there but alcohol's in there as well alcohol very troublesome chris but yes. it can it can help some people right yeah. chris <laughs> and then, under the box. And i said i was sober <laughs> When but that, you said was, you wish you weren't sober for the loss. Why would you think about it? When the Cowboys lost to the Rams last year, were you sober in the playoffs? Yes. Did you wish you weren't sober? I I was okay. I was. I John, when the Saints, when the when the Eagles like lost, drinking, so. when the Eagles <laughs> lost to the Saints, nah. I wanted to drink for you, okay, and I wanted to drink for you too. <laughs> that's cute, yeah, Chris. I'm not, I'm not but that's all I'm saying. Okay, I'll drink enough it, for the both of you it guys. Just, this, <laughs> this, this situation just was so boggling and ridiculous. I, I was very frustrated with it, and it does give a bad mark to Eagles fans. It does. It gives a bad mark to to Mike Scott being out there in the community interacting with fans and stuff. And that and this is the worst part. He's not going to be doing that anymore, and I don't think any athlete in any city. We're gonna take a lesson from this, and that's all over. I don't think, like in the beginning, I don't think players should interact with fans as much as he did. Mm. But now, after this, I'll, I'll be surprised if he continues to just come out and be cool with us again. I wouldn't. If I was Mike Scott, I'd say screw you guys. But he did tweet out. I just just for uh, everybody, he, he did just, tweet I out. I just like, retweeted it actually. He all said, love, all all good Philly, uh, or all love Philly, and a couple of emojis with the fist pump, the B uh, hundred. And the bees for the beehive. Yeah, 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 yeah. But guys, all right, one last thing to end this show. Let's pick the winners of this Thursday night matchup. It's the Buccaneers at the Panthers. The Panthers are favored by seven. Who are you guys going with? Ooh. So for the line, I'd take the Bucks. But okay. for the game, I'm taking the Panthers. I think that they actually they looked all right against the Rams, right? I mean, yeah, not too bad. I mean, but anytime you got a guy who can per- create 200 all-purpose yards, just like on his own. You always got a shot, so I'm going Panthers. What's the over-under? 48-and-a-half. Taking the over, 48-and-a-half. Give me the Panthers, minus 7-and-a-half, baby. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, so they're going to put up a lot. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, no, I'm in agreement with Drew all the way. I, I'm going to take the Bucks in the spread, but I'm going to take the Panthers to win that game. Yeah. I, I, I think the Panthers on Thursday night at home, Jameis Winston did not look too great. With oh, Bru- he's, Bruce, he's absolutely with, horrendous. With Bruce Arians. I think yeah. this Panthers team at home, they're a good team at home. I think they, they win by you know 10 to 14 points against Tampa Bay. All right. All right. Fair enough. All right, folks. But that is all the time that we have today. Thank you for listening. And make sure you tune in next week. Same time, same place. Philly versus the world. Good night, good afternoon, and good morning.